video said, we've been searching for hope and peace and joy, and today we're looking at love. And you know, that's, that's like what's it all about, this, this Christmas season where, where we're meditating upon the birth of Jesus that changed everything, and, and we're celebrating, and, and we, it's like a spiritual refreshness, you know, spiritually refreshing, and you know, we relax and rest and spend time with family and it gets kind of stressful you know and you know that's i mean we know what christmas is supposed to be it's supposed to be about jesus but in reality what happens well let me just share with our family our family got a flu and the end of thanksgiving went out of the window and then first week of december everybody was sick and and throwing up and and then we got better. So thank God. And then our floors start leaking water. And I was like, what? And then it's just like, there's a slab leak. And, uh, and we were just renting. And the owner lives in Florida. So I have to do all the things. And then this machine comes. And it's like doing dehydrate or no, no, dehumidifying. And it's like, and my family can't see because it's so dry. And everybody's like, where's my water? You know, and I'm like, here's your water. Here's our water. I mean, it's been a crazy week. And this happened in the midst of this Christmas season. Wait, we got the Christmas cards to send out. Oh, we got to order certain things by a certain time. Or else it won't come. I mean, you know, Amazon, they's really nice email they said if you don't order in two days you will not receive your gift i mean it's like so there's a lot of like it's like a lot of things to worry about and that's like christmas in reality i don't think i'm the only one you know there's like deadlines and busyness and people to meet and obligations to you know fulfill and and then if you're lucky you go to church you know that's like but Advent season, or this series that we've been looking at, searching for, it is designed to recapture what Christmas should be and what we should be hoping for and searching for. I mean, we all search for that hope and peace and joy and love. We, we love to see that, and we look for many different places. But how do we really find the answer? Do we, is, it, is it if we work hard enough, we'll get it? Or if maybe we're not too busy, we'll find it. Or maybe if you get lucky, we'll find those things. But in reality, what do we find in this world? We looked around the, the, the news, your internet, or, or, or the news, physical newspaper. All we, a lot of the, I mean, it's not all bad news, but the things that we find in there, it's pretty depressing. There's so many stories of people hurting other people because they've been hurt and there's pain and wound that reproduces another more anger and hate and pain and wound. I mean, this cycle and there's just so many crimes and different incidents that we see and find maybe not even on the news but people around you that is caused by those hurts and pain and and oftentimes it leads to something even more horrible destruction and killing and and then there are people who just there's like dealing with depression and can't love themselves and there's a lot of uh, hatred within and that's hard And then those self-hate can lead into a very destructive things like hurting yourself and suicides. And you, you hear these things a lot. These crimes, these, these problems. And then when we 
boil down all those things, at the end, I believe we come to this one main problem, which is the lack of love. Love is missing, or, or maybe there isn't enough love. The love that you're supposed to get as a child you never received. Or, or maybe you had that love, but it had been ripped apart by well, maybe a divorce or infidelity. Different things that, that rip people up. And the love that we're supposed to have within, it's not there. So therefore, we can't give that love. It's partial. It's incomplete. It's not, it's conditional. I mean, and when we look at the world, a lot of the problems, we could point, point, and say, well, that's caused by the lack of love. But church, let's think about this. What if that, that love didn't lack in our lives? What if every single person on earth felt, oh, I am so loved? Wouldn't you think the world would be a different place? I mean, don't you think that this, this, this cycle of hate will immediately be gone if all we could feel is love that overflows? Bible says, clearly says, that love comes from God. And God is love. Therefore, if you don't know God, you can't really truly love. And, and, and therefore, we continue to search for love elsewhere. We find it, trying to find it in relationships. We try to find it in our work, in money, in different things. But obviously, that ends up empty. And it, you're more hurt than you started. But the flip side of that is, it's pretty positive. If you do know God, if you know His true love in your life, then you get to overflow with that love. Today we're going to look at the most famous passage in all the Bible. It's John 3.16. You've probably heard that. A lot of people seen it, read it. Maybe you even could recite it. Even, even non-churchgoers, non-believers could, could understand, well, oh, John 3.16, ah, I know, I know. But we're going to look at that because it's about the love of God to us. So, with that said, let's read this together on the screen. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, He gave His only one and only Son, and whoever believes in Him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is very famous, and it's, it's well known for a reason, because it's a one-line summary of Christian faith, what we are all about. It's condensed. I mean, it's so packed with theology and direction, and I mean, it's, 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 it's really, really important. And so we know that God loves the world. world is what? It's us. It's every person. That's the world. He loves us. So there's a son that he's talking about. There's, so there's the father and there's a son. It doesn't mention the Holy Spirit, but we, we have the hint of the Trinity. That's like very theological. So there's a son that has been given, that is given as a choice that God chose to give Jesus. Why? Because he loved us. Because whoever, which means it's open for everybody. It is every, not just a select few, but everybody who believes we welcomed in. And but we got to believe in Him. There's the faith aspect. That there's that faith aspect that is very clearly stated. And then it talks about that whoever believes, have faith, shall not perish, have eternal life. So there's this concept of perishing, death, but there's also the eternal life. Those are all real things. That is all compact or condensed in this one line, John 3, 16. Let's break this down a little bit further. And the author of that was John. And 
He was the beloved disciple of Jesus. So he knew Jesus very close to up and personal. He knew how Jesus loved and his people. So he was able to articulate that very, very well. And that's who is writing this. And this verse, John 3, 16, is part of a conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a person who is seeking God, who is seeking the purpose of life, who is seeking the truth. And he encountered Jesus in this conversation. Something awesome happens. He encountered Jesus and basically Jesus says, look no further. I'm the answer. All the things that you've been looking for, all the, all the purpose of life, you're looking at it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't, Jesus didn't say that in that context, but that's what he meant when he had that conversation with Nicodemus. You have found it. And then in that description, God, he, he, Jesus explains, God wants to save this world that is dying of sin. Therefore, he had to send his one and only son. He had to give it up. Because the Son will eventually die on the cross, carrying all the sins of the world, and He will be condemned. He will be dying. He will be judged. He will be punished. Not for His own sin, but the sins of the world. And because that sin is dead with Jesus, when you believe in that, your sin will not be condemned. Your sin will be forgotten. Your sin will be not counted for. But you must believe in that. You must be born again, Jesus said. You believe that you die with Jesus, and you rise with Christ. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And when you believe in that, you'll be born again. You will have eternal life. This is the gospel message. It's very simple. You believe and you live. Simple. But for some, it's very uncomfortable. Because you have to start with the notion. You have to ask yourself, oh, am I a sinner? I've been a good person. I didn't kill anybody. me a sinner i don't know i mean i've done pretty good in school i cheated maybe twice but not all the time i know a guy who cheats every time he's a sinner but me a sinner you know like that concept of sin is really it doesn't sit well because if you believe when you believe in jesus you have to first start out the notion that you're a sinner and it's a hard concept for some and then, then another thing is do i really want eternity like if you're in a place of suffering or or you're with a, a an abusive relationship the concept of eternity is horrible i don't want to be with this person for eternity i want to get out as soon as possible or, or i mean eternity is a concept that our concept of eternity or like this long period of time in our mind And eternity that the Bible is promising is completely on a different realm. Because when Jesus says eternity, he's talking about a place with no tears, no pain, no suffering. It's perfect relationship with God because the relationship is restored. See, that is the eternity that we have to wrestle with. But ultimately, it boils down to this, that do I really trust what Jesus said 2,000 years ago? that applies to me personally, that's a challenge. The Bible teaches that through Jesus Christ, our relationship with God is restored. And the Bible teaches that restored relationship is called salvation. There's no condemnation. You've been saved. And God's expression of His love to us is the giving away of His Son to save you. When I read John 3.16... I, 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 I thought about this father and the, and the son. 
And then I encounter this movie clip that describes that relationship so incredibly well. And I'm going to show this video. It's about God's love for us. But however, it is highly emotional. So I want to give a viewer discretion. If you have little children, like, I honestly, like, feel free to, like, move. Because it is emotional. Viewer discretion advised, right? I mean, it's, it's but uh, it's about a six-minute clip. So it is long, but let's watch this because it's about His love for us.
Jesus became that bridge of love. But many go on life without knowing the sacrifice that's been made. Just like the people on the train that had no idea. But you know the life that's been given. We know what the sacrifice God made. Why did God the Father give up His own Son for us? For me? I don't know. But He did. Was it to save many people as possible? Save many people on the train? Sure. But, I want us to know this. That He would do it if you're the only person on the train. It's not because we're among the many. It's for you, Jesus has been given. Because it is a personal thing. If I never see you again, I want you to remember just one thing. God loves you more than you think. God loves you so much more than you could think right now because it is beyond our imagination how much He loves you. That is the message of Christmas. Jesus was given. John, who we looked at, uh, the Gospel of John, he wrote a letter later in his life to the people who weren't sure about the love of God, who weren't sure if they were saved or not. He wrote this in John, the letter of John, chapter 4, verse 7. He says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves have been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but he loved, that God loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins when we are able to grasp that love and receive that personally, it will impact your life. It will impact the way you love others. As we close, I want to share a story about a person who was deeply impacted by the love of God. And again, this is another highly emotional material. I apologize, but it is a picture of of a, of a, a scene that describes the horror of the war from 1972 in Vietnam. And, I, and it is, this was taken by an AP uh, photographer. And later this picture won um, the Pulitzer Award. I think that's what it, how it's pronounced in 1973. Because it, even though it's controversial, I mean, as you can see, it's very, it's, it's difficult to see this. But it, it was chosen as an award because it depicted the horror of this war. And the world needed to know. Well, there was the napalm bomb that attacked this village. And you know what that is? It is highly 
it's, it's, it's a chemical that just burns and burns and burns. And it caught fire on this girl's clothes. And they were running, but it, because the fire or this napalm got her clothes, it burned. And so she, her, her, all the clothes was gone, and she's running for her life. And it's like, it's too hot, it's too hot. She's screaming that. So some person thought it would help her. They poured water on her, and that you're not supposed to do. And that just completely destroyed her skin. And because of the excruciating pain, she lost conscious she fell and then she began i mean the ap photographer the photographer of this picture took her to the hospital and everybody thought she was dead because she's not talking she's she's, she has no conscious and her body was taken to the mortuary because everybody thought she was dead for several nights she was there all by herself she woke up though one morning and with all the skin deteriorated, there's maggots everywhere. But luckily, her father and mother found her in the mortuary and they brought her in. She was taken into the next the hospital and for 14 months she stayed there and 17 surgeries she um, have. Can we take the picture down? Um, and 17 surgeries later, she was discharged after 14 months. Her life didn't go much better. There's the pain that is not going away. Every night when she closes her eyes, nightmares of that night of day of the bomb just keeps coming up. PTSD. And then she, through the government, was used as a tool for propaganda. Her life was still a mess. So she, as she grew up, she looked for answers everywhere. She went to different religions, different temples, seeking for an answer because this, there's too much anger, too much hate in her, and she just could not live with it. So she was looking for the answer. And then one day, she went to the library, and she pulled out the New Testament. And she read it, and she saw about Jesus Christ and how God gave her Jesus to save her sins. But as you might know, her pain was too severe. Her scar was too deep. The pain was too much. So it wasn't that very moment. She didn't, she thought, well, that's a great story, but it didn't capture her heart. But then it did help her to start going to church, seeking God. And it was Christmas Eve, 1983. Little church in Saigon, very close to where the bomb was dropped. In this service, as the song went on, the Christmas carols, she asked for a prayer. She accepted Jesus Christ that night. She welcomed Jesus into her heart because she was so desperate for the joy that people were singing about, the peace that people were talking about, the love that was being preached that night. She wanted that in her, so she said, I want Jesus. The next day, Christmas morning, she said she woke up with a peace that she's never experienced before. She had it in her. And that love of God that came into her that night began to change her life day by day. This is what she said. My faith in Jesus has enabled me to forgive those who have hurt and scared me. 
It has enabled me to pray for my enemies rather than curse them. It has enabled me not just to tolerate them, but to truly love them. It's amazing. Today, she lives in Canada with her husband and two children. This is a picture taken rather recent. Notice that she has a scar that is still there. Her outside has not changed. But the inside, she's completely different because the love of God is overflowing from her. She is going all over the world, talking to children that is affected by the war and the underprivileged children and sharing about the hope of Jesus Christ. And she's going to people talking about how God's love have helped her to forgive. And that is her message today. And she's been sharing that throughout the world. She had all the reasons to stay angry and to hold grudges. And because there's so much pain, even to this day, she's painful. But she chose to forgive because the love of God enabled her to forgive. Love of God enabled her to be peace with every problem that she's carrying. All because of the love of God that was given to her. John at the end, after what we just read, says this. Verse 11, chapter 4, 1 John. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Church, friends, let us love one another because when we do, God's love will continue to take root. And not just that, but it will be made complete in you. Isn't that amazing? And that is a life that we get to live. That is the message that we need, must receive this Christmas, the love of God through Jesus Christ that will help you and enable you, will enable you to do so. Here's a weekly challenge. If you have your phones, if you could take take a picture, take it with you and take John 3.16 with you. No, memorize that. I mean, you might already know that, but ponder upon that, meditate on that this week and do you sense God's love in your life? Make this Christmas be a time for you to know more of deep love of God for you. Not just for everybody, but personally for you. Grow. Remember God. Remember that God's love is more than you think. He loves you more than you could ever think. Take that with you. Have you ever been overwhelmed by His love? How did that impact your faith in Him? Let's really... Take that deeper. And then overflow. Read John 1, 1 John 4, 7 to 12. It's an amazing how he says God's love will be made complete in you. God wants to use you to complete his love. I mean, that's just an amazing concept. So how will you show love to others this coming week? This is a perfect week to do so. You'll probably will meet some Relatives that you don't want to meet, or or maybe you know you do you have to do things that oh, it's like maybe oh, I'm so stressed. But let's do that in love, and let's see how God's love will be made complete in your life. Church, let us go and love one another. Amen. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, God. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ that changed everything, our lives, the way we love, the way we deal with problems in life. 
Even though there's sometimes the world becomes horrible and, and, and there's, there's times where we just want to say, wow, how can I ever endure? But that is when we must, let us remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that went in between the gaps that was never to be filled between us and God. But He, as an atoning sacrifice, the perfect love was shown. And we do know that God the love comes from you. So may we intake you. May we receive you. May we deeply receive you in our hearts so that we may know and never doubt that we are being loved. So with that love, help us to overflow and continue the love on others so that your love will continue to be made complete in this world. Use us. Mold us. Thank you for choosing us. And coming to us in Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, why don't we stand together? We're going to sing Silent Night. Silent Night. Oh. Let us pray. May the heavenly peace of God be with us and hold us and keep us. May the joy unspeakable continue to overflow and erupt in our hearts because of what you've done. And may the indescribable love of Jesus Christ continue to take roots and overflow in our lives and be made complete in this world using each and every one of us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, can we shout a praise to God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for his gift. All right. Let's be back on Tuesday night, Christmas Eve, the candle light and receiving the light from this candle into your life. And I want to see us at 6.30 p.m. Tuesday night. Let us continue to celebrate and wait upon Jesus. Church, have a great week. Thank you for being here.